hello. This is How to Japan. And tonight we will be talking about police. Ooh. Law enforcement. Sounds the fuzz. Like, yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, what better topic? Yeah. Than the police. The police. It's not it's not as if they've been in the news in the last yeah. few months. Yeah. Well, a different type of police. Maybe mm. uh, the American police. Probably some differences. Yeah, a few. I um, I was uh, thinking. I don't know about you, but uh, before tackling this topic, I wanted to just uh, briefly just think about our feelings, general feelings towards police mm. and their conduct in our own countries. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm from New Zealand. Yeah. And I've uh, never had any encounters with cops. Oh. Uh, actually, there's a one when I was a kid. Uh, I was riding my bike outside my grandparents' house uh, on this main road. I don't know why the hell I was there, but how they let me get out on the road but I was on the main road and uh, uh, a cop hit me wow with his car no shit yeah. um, but that was the first and only time I was ever I've ever had any contact with police oh. in, in New Zealand <laughs> it's a major contact uh, <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, police uh, in New Zealand they don't carry guns you know, handguns weapons and the general public don't carry handguns. Uh, the gun law, the gun laws in New Zealand are very strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I did have a twenty-two uh, mm-hmm. and a shotgun when mm-hmm. I went duck shooting with my oh, uncle. Okay. Yeah, uh, but we had a license that had to be renewed every year. Uh, but that's uh, New Zealand. Hey, wait a second! Did you oh, kill any ducks? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Well, how many ducks did you kill? One duck, two duck, three duck, four? Uh, I didn't know? enjoy it. I, I, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm not much of a hunter. I I, I don't know why. I, I, yeah, somehow my uncle um, persuaded me to, and and then he made me gut gut ducks after we Oh, caught, you gutted uh, ducks? Shot. You know how to gut ducks? Yes, I, I've never gutted. I hadn't gutted ducks before, but I remember crying while doing it. Because mm-hmm. still, the organs were still warm, and I'm pulling out the fucking guts. How, how old uh, were you? Uh, how old was I? Maybe uh, 11? Oh, okay. Wow, that's young. 12? Holy 12, cow. Maybe. Killing some ducks. Did you cook them up and eat them? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't eat oh, any. Oh, okay. I think, I think some family members did. Oh, okay. Uh, or we just, just gifted them to other relatives. Oh, wow. Gifting. Gifting yeah. duck meat. So... Wow. Yeah, I bring that up because I, I know that police operate very differently around the world. Um, I know mm. just I just thought of this just now um, as I'm talking to you, but I know that in the uh, UAE or is it Saudi Arabia where police have fucking BMWs or Mercedes Benzes as their patrol cars. Uh, so good nice. for yeah, it's good for some, good for some. Where depending on where mm. you're where you're residing. But what are the cops like in America? Mm. Um, 
I think the overall general image, even from when I was a child, was like, if you want to be a cop, you're kind of like a dick. Mm. Just like a, like you're just someone who gets off on having some power. But um, that's, you know, painting with a broad brush, is, if that's the correct term. <clears throat> you know, like if you're in a small town where I mostly grew up, cops will, you know, they'll pull you over for like going five miles over the speed limit, you know, or uh, trying to figure out what's happening mm. over here. Hey, little guy, what's doing? What are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. And it's like, there's nothing going on. And I think there's like the image in, in movies, the Hollywood movies or movies that come out of America, of like white rural America where the cop goes into the cafe and sits down and uh, has a, you know, a coffee with everyone. Mm. Hey, Bert, how you doing? Kind of thing. But actually my favorite trope in, in movies uh regarding cops is the one where detectives or cops will go into a restaurant and i think this this happened with if you want an example this happened with uh, nicholas cage uh was a bridget fonda movie it could happen to you it could only happen to you or something like that and uh the police officer walks in to the to the restaurant and um says we'd like to talk to mrs so-and-so i don't know her name and uh so she's right over there and you see the woman and she's like wiping down tables. It's like, hey, excuse me. Yeah, what do, what do you want? I'm busy here. And she's just like wiping tables. Like as if she, her her job is way more important <laughs> than talking to a police officer about a serious business. <laughs> like what do you want? What do you want? I'm busy here wiping tables. I'm at my job. <laughs> so like that's, that's an awesome trope. That's a great trope. Uh, so there, you know, there's the, um, and of course the police don't want to walk on your heels. You got an important job there. Wiping down tables, yeah. Right, making tips. Making sorry, sorry to encroach tables. upon your on, important man. job. I need to ask you some uh, some questions. <laughs> Can it wait? <laughs> okay, we'll go back to the office. Yeah, here's my number. Give me a call when you're done. Tables properly. Come down to the station. Uh, <laughs> I got a break in 15 minutes. And, and outside, yeah, she's having a smoke outside talking to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I'm quick here, quick here. I got to finish. Once I'm finished my cigarette, I'm back to my job because my job's hard. My boss is hard. I work hard. That kind of thing. Have you had any interactions with so, cops? Uh, that. Yeah, oh, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid. Were you hit by a car too on your bike? Some of my friends were doing. Uh, <laughs> I was never hit by a car, unfortunately. I don't know if that's, I said about to say, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't have that kind of experience, but I remember me and my teenage stupid friends, we were like uh, encroaching on someone's property, like playing on their stuff at night, and the cops came by. The c- cops called, and then uh, they they like came by. Hey, get out of here, kids. We were like, fine. And uh, that was why. You sound like Napoleon Dynamite. Just getting tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Over cops. Napoleon Dynamite's a movie. It's a great, great movie. Just trying to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
and then the other times oh there was one time where i i was you know i was living in california i was driving i picked my friend we went to yosemite park and i lived in san francisco at the time and i was got off work at like 9 p.m and i picked him up at a, like 11 and we drove through the night and we i just drove all day long to get to yosemite park and then i, I dropped him off on the way back and I was so tired that I was kind of, it was like 3 a.m. I was kind of wa wavering through uh, lanes, kind of not going straight. So maybe the, the cop pulled me over and he's like, uh, sir, what's going on there? He's like, oh, I was just like, I don't know. I've just been driving for like 20 hours and I'm just really tired. And then he said he was really actually kind of kind to me. He's like, so uh, what are you going to do? He's like, I guess I'll park somewhere and then what are you gonna do i guess i'll call a yeah. taxi <laughs> and he's like all right we'll get in your car and then he kind of fo he followed me off the exit ramp of the interstate and i drove into some parking like department store parking lot and i got a taxi and went home so now i think that was a positive experience he didn't do anything bad to me he just kind of was like dude if you're that tired mm. you shouldn't be driving so so that was a positive experience, I think. Um, the other ones were like, you know, I was uh, driving around and I don't know, they pulled me over some stupid reason, like tail light was out or some, you know, just like random shit. And, um, or maybe it was just when they were enforcing seat belts, like it was the law, you have to wear a seat belt. If you don't wear a seat belt, you get like a ticket. And I think I got a ticket for not wearing a seat belt once. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I was like, uh, but um, those are my, you know, very rare experiences of dealing with police. Yeah, I think that the um, in 2020, the uh, American cops have been in the news a lot. Uh, and yeah, I'll just make this point. We don't have to litigate the yeah a behavior of certain cops in, in america and uh, uh how they've treated certain suspects but uh but i i like to think that in, if you're in a country where you're on patrol and there's a chance of anyone carrying a weapon a handgun that can that can be shot in your fucking head in your face that's going to lead to a lot of charged mm -hmm. um, interactions. Unlike that in New Zealand, where police don't carry guns, there is no threat of your life ending. Obviously, it can. You know, someone's maybe carrying a knife or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, um, but still, there's no. Uh, there's just a different culture around guns, which makes mm -hmm. every interaction with a cop in America fraught. With, with potential peril uh, for for a police officer, mm. so I was, I'm 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 not saying that I support mm. shitty cops in America who uh, you know have done mm. all sorts of heinous acts uh, like we've seen this year, uh, but they've done that to both blacks and whites mm. right, and every other ethnicity. But I, I mm -hmm. just think it's it comes down to bad training or education or just like a, like you said, maybe it just attracts a certain individual who's on a power trip. Um, but I think, uh, if mm. I think culture, culture plays a big part in the interactions that you have in, with police. Mm. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, where and even like within one country, there can be so many different. In America, it's such a huge country with so many different situations going on, from dense populated cities to the middle of nowhere, which just does not exist in Japan. Like the mid, the absolute middle of nowhere. Like there's. There's no city like the biggest city is 20 miles away, you know, 40 kilometers away, and it's 45,000 people, you know, that doesn't that doesn't exist in Japan. You're always near you're always within 50 kilometers of a city that's 200,000 people, you know, and and um, so I think the interactions with uh, cops in Japan versus America can be are quite different because uh, one element one element being geographical locations of densely populated cities versus countryside which are not that far away from mm. big cities um but you know one thing that i i think is quite useful and uh, i don't know some people might view it as sinister but i i think the the local koban or what's called i guess the police box is a is a really good system for supporting the community. What do you think about that? Do you think kobans are a good thing for Absolutely. Japan? Yeah, I can I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with uh, with that take on on I because you're more you you come across as more community focused. I think that's how it should be. Right, you should have like your your finger on the pulse, so to speak, and and be available to to give directions to foreigners like myself when I first arrived. Can you help me get right. to this place? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, I'll help you out. Uh, in fact, that was my first real interaction with police in Japan. I've they they've always been in the background to me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They've never played a right. f- they've never been in mm-hmm. the for at the forefront of my mind. Um, which mm-hmm. must be fucking insane to someone, uh, perhaps a I don't know a black person maybe listening in uh, in the states, who's con- is always on the lookout for police. Mm-hmm. It's right. just you're it's living in fear. fear. Every time you see the yeah, fucking cops, the you're like, oh yeah. for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, I'm going to get stopped again. I could potentially lose my fucking life in this interaction, yeah. um, and I my my heart yeah. goes out to you right. um, if you're living like that. Come to Japan. There you go. There you go. Get the fuck out of there. Where the fuck yeah. you are? Uh, because uh, yeah. yeah, I've always had very good interactions with cops. They've always been very um, polite and pleasant, and uh, except for a few cases which we can get into. But uh, I want to first ask you though, what in, mm-hmm. since you've come in Japan, what have been your yeah major the the highlights or the the opposite of highlights. <laughs> the highlight reel <laughs> of my the, police interaction. Or the sad uh, the moments really which made you question your, your, your life here in, in Japan. Uh, I never really questioned my life in Japan based on police interactions. That's good then. But they're, they're, yeah, they're, there's just two two incidences that stand out for me and they, they're blips on the radar. If they were earthquakes, they would be rumbles in the night that you don't wake up from. Um, well, that sounds like you're dead. Oh, <laughs> that, that you that doesn't awaken you in the middle of the night. Mm. Because the you're one dead. was I was waiting for my yeah, because you're dead. Yeah, basically. 
Uh, so <laughs> you don't wake up from that. My matter, my, my no matter, ma- my no matter what kind of gone. fucking thing shit is going on outside your bed. <laughs> nah, you're, you're dead to the world, quite literally. <laughs> my metaphor has gone wrong. Anyway, I was uh, at a station, a suburban station outside of Tokyo, waiting for my boss, and uh, this undercover cop came up to me. She was a a woman. That's because her pronouns she, so she was a woman. It was a woman sounds like I'm not, don't think that it was human. So she was a woman. The police officer was a woman. And she came up to me with a big smile. And then she flashed me her badge. And she was like, so where are you from? Like just chatting me up. Like, oh, I'm from America. Oh, that's nice. How long you've been here? Blah, blah, blah. Like just very stock questions that any Japanese person might ask a foreigner that they just met on the side of the street. Mm. And uh, then my boss came and met me and they had a long, brief conversation uh, about who I was and what I was doing there, whatever. That's one. And then the other one was I was coming home late at night, around 930 at night. And this police officer, I was riding my bicycle. This police officer about 200 meters away from my house started following me and then followed me all the way to my apartment and then was giving me the once around. And my luckily, my wife jumped out of the apartment for some reason and looked at the police officer and said, what the hell are you doing from the second floor? Was that the second floor? And the cop was like, oh, I was just, his uh, tires seemed low. And then he rode his bicycle away. So um, those were my two experiences. Mm. It seems both times, both your experiences, you were saved by someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were saved <laughs> by your true. wife I mean, in the I second mean. instance, and the yeah. first one, your boss. Mm. Yeah. Those, and do you think if they weren't there, things could have gone sour? Uh, so the, the, the second thing where the guy was, he, he was checking my, the registration of my bicycle and that would have gone, what would have taken longer, but they would have found that I own the bicycle because mm. I properly registered at the Koban. Talk, 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 talk about that for a little bit. Not many people might know yeah. about that. What's the registration process yeah, it, like? Cause I know I've heard uh, of, uh, yeah, other yeah. foreign friends of mine who have been stopped riding outside a Koban even though they take the same route to and from work. But oftentimes I'll get yeah. stopped by police to ask, does mm. this bike belong to you? Show me your Gaijin <laughs> card. Show me your registration card. Listen, motherfucker. I, walk, drive, I ride the same route to and from work. <laughs> and I've already met one of your fucking colleagues last week. Now I'm going to stop for you. How about you take a photo of me and pl- put my fucking photo up in the in the box so you can right. recognize me each time I go by. You want to take a photo of my fucking... Yeah. And he just... He, he just uh, yeah, he's offloading on this fucking poor like uh, junior cop when it's just his job to, you know, see right. any suspicious behavior, which is usually a foreigner, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a bike. Well, basically, you, you can like, uh, when you buy a new bicycle at the bicycle shop, they'll ask you if you want to register your thing. Why? Why and is there an option? It. Surely it should be mandatory because the cops are going to stop you without registration well you can they'll, they'll do it for you or you can go down to the koban and do it. oh i see yeah yeah and it's you know it's just a little application form that shows you you know your name your address your phone number and the little number on the bicycle i guess and then uh, and so the bicycle shop will send those it. details off to the the police and then you enter a database yeah 
Right, right. So th that that exists, and uh, so you know that's. I think it's good because it, it's it's a nice way that your bike's going to be tracked if someone steals it, mm. which um, because that's the biggest and, crime I in think, Japan is bike, yeah. bike, uh, bike, bike, theft. bike theft. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. because they've got crime is so low in Japan that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I feel for some of these guys. You're talking about korbans, like the little police boxes. Mm -hmm. Every time yeah. I go past them, they just look bored out of their fucking minds. Yeah. Because they've got nothing to do. Yeah. I wonder if they go, like, through, like, the these police guys that, that work the koban, they, like, if they go through, like, a year or two and then they go some to, a, like, an actual precinct where they have to... I think they get transferred... For, I can't imagine like unless it's the deep countryside and it's just like this guy's going to be the, the Koban dude for the rest of his life in this little town. I actually saw one place. It was a town in Hokkaido where the station and the li the library was the same building. And I think the, the police were also in it. It was like on well, one entrance you could walk into the town library and then walk out through a different exit into the train. <laughs> like I would, I like, would love to, so, I would love to work there as a cop because I should be reading all yeah. fucking day. <laughs> all right, that's great. Whereas I talk about consolidation of resources, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I th those are the 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 levels of experiences, and same with you. Like if I get lost, you know, just now. I mean, now everyone has a smartphone, so. You, the, the function of the Koban for me is even less. But, you know, when I first came to Japan, I was always going to the Koban. I was like, I don't know where the fuck I am. Mm. They, they get the map out and then they come out and walk outside with you and they point the map in the direction that you're going. And they're like, okay, you go down this road and you make a left and you go there. So, you know, they, they were always uh, really, really helpful and courteous towards me. Uh, you know, I don't think the, do the cops... I mean, I've been here so long, but I, I don't think those Koban dudes, I don't think they carry guns. Oh, no, they, they do. Oh, uh, maybe not the Koban guys. Oh, no, I've seen them. Yeah, they have. You? They have. Yeah, they've, I've never heard of them using them. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think they do. They do yeah. carry guns. Yeah, I think it's uh, it just speaks of the the levels. Of, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, kind of rumor. I don't know if it's a rumor or it's true or whatever. But the reason why Kobans exist in all these different neighborhoods is because right after the war, the the government wanted a way to find out who was like supportive and who was like communists or something. Did you ever hear this? No. No. So the the best way to infiltrate neighborhoods would be to put these little, and we keep referring to them as boxes. They're literally they're literally like one story buildings that you can when you walk inside. There's just enough space for a desk, a full size desk, and maybe there's a toilet in the back. And, you know, enough space for two or three patrons to walk inside. They're really, really small. And so they're placed in all these different neighborhoods. 
uh, all around. So probably the closest one to me is near the station. So a few hundred meters away, maybe five or 600, but in Tokyo, they're everywhere. They're like dotted all around. So what I heard is post-war, they didn't want to, they wanted to make sure that neighbors would be, people would be following the rule of law or something. And uh, it would be a good way to inform on on the neighbors if if there were problems arise so so that person's promoting anti-governmental sentiment and then they could just walk down to the koban and tell the police and get that person's name on a list of some sort i mean i guess there's i mean i have no idea if that's true that's just a rumor i've heard Mm. yeah on this podcast we're all about rumors whatever's entertaining yeah yeah yeah, whatever's entertaining, you know, like uh, what, what was it a few weeks ago in the news? I, I told I told you about how oh, my wife said hearsay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, hearsay. Yeah, yeah, about uh, pachinko. Yeah, yeah. Pachinko parlors need yeah. to stay open during the pandemic she, she, because people make she keep, money. She keeps her head close to the ground. Yeah, she's got a lot of uh, <laughs> got of people on the on the take. Yeah, three hundred. They make you can make up to three hundred thousand yen at just frequenting your favorite pachinko parlor, and that's the salary of people. You know, it's another uh, another thing is hearsay. So uh, another another point of hearsay. Kobans hmm. rooting out the communists. Not that the communist party ever really had any power, aside from you know whatever you know participation they have in government i've only now. had uh two two cases that i can uh that i can remember uh the first one was i had registered to go on this english teaching camp with for for for, for children have you ever heard of those camps mm-hmm. where you go off and you uh yeah i mean with other teachers yeah. around tokyo and you just spend some time with like kids from uh, different mm-hmm. levels and you and you're there with japanese teachers and you um yeah, you spend yeah. a couple of days with them, and they pay for your accommodation and everything, and also your alcohol. That mm-hmm. was a big one for me at the time. I was like, as long as mm-hmm. I can drink, I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, right. But I remember going there in the early morning, and I was changing in Ikebukuro, I think. Yeah, so Ikebukuro is a big uh, train station, one of the, uh, one of the biggest in Tokyo, and this was in the morning, and uh, rush hour, and. I as soon as I got out with my suitcase, uh, the I was stopped by a plain clothes clothes officer who flashed me his badge, and he mm-hmm. said in English, he said, uh, he said, hi, um, I like to, can you please show me your bag? And as I as we're standing there on the platform, as I get, just got off the off the, uh, off the train, they're fucking it's, it's crowded as fuck. And I and I said to him, I said, what, you want to do it here? Open my bag, my mm-hmm. suitcase up right here as there are people going past. Can we go somewhere a little more private? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to make a spectacle out of me? Or what, are you trying to make an example out of me? And I was just in that kind of mood. And right. uh, and and, he, and then he just pointed to one of his colleagues and we, 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 went, so we went downstairs and around the corner and, and he, he, got, he asked for my Gaijin card, alien registration mm-hmm. card. And... Mm-hmm. And I went through my bag, and I and I said, "What were you hoping to find?" And he just ignored me. Uh, and after I went through <laughs> my bag, I said, "Are we done? Can I go?" Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was the end of oh. my interaction. But I was just more inconvenienced than than anything else. 
Yeah. Uh, well, w- could you describe the contents of your bag at the time? Uh, it was clothes and toiletries. Toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, because I was going to be out for a day or a couple of nights, I think. I don't remember how long, but it was a suitcase full of, full of uh, clothing and toiletries. Uh, yeah, so that was the first instance. The second one was I was in Shibuya in the afternoon, mm. drinking with a uh-huh. with a uh, with a few Japanese friends, and we got mm-hmm. I got absolutely hammered, and uh, and I remember waking up, and I was the only one at the table, this like bar slash restaurant. Mm. I was the only one sitting there, and then I, and I'm, I was woken up by one of the staff, who's telling me in mm-hmm. Japanese, uh, "Sorry, closing. Can you pay?" And I and I said, mm-hmm. "What? No. Um, my friend was going to pay." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found out later, he had left money mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the table, but apparently the uh-huh. money had gone; it had vanished. Whoa! Wait so a second I, there. So now I'm uh, I'm really angry, I was, and so I'm trying to message him, and he's like, "No, no, the money should be there." So I'm getting into this argument with him. I said, "Like, listen, someone is taking the money. I'm not paying because mm-hmm. he's, and also I don't have much money on me at the moment. How much is, is it?" And it came out to something like twenty five thousand yen or something. And I said, "No, I don't have that money. Mm-hmm. Well, let me go go to the bank." But I, I, I really, I my friend told me he left it there. So I'm getting an argument with him, and he can't speak. I, I'm resorting to English because I'm still drunk, <laughs> and right. he's resorting yeah, to yeah, he's yeah, yeah. speaking Japanese, and he's getting fucking angry. Right. And then I fall back, as, right. and then I, I'm like, "Well, you fucking saw it out." And I take another little bit of a nap, and then I wake up again, and there are police there. Mm-hmm. So the police are there, and then now they're asking me questions. And then, then they asked me for my Gaijin card. So I go rifling through my bag. Uh-huh. And I don't have my Gaijin card on me. And I'm like, oh, oh no, no, that's okay. Um, I, w- I just got to go home. Can, uh, can I got to go home and get it. I'm sorry. And before I know it, they're driving me in their car, in, in the mm-hmm. police car, into a... Uh, we go underground into one of these central mm-hmm. fucking places the central um, station you got story you have a little story here going on here and uh continue i uh and at that point i knew i was in some shit i thought fuck they couldn't have taken me to the local corban no they're taking me to a fucking station where we're underground now and so i'm now i'm trying to contact Mm -hmm. my girlfriend i'm trying to call her on my phone and Mm -hmm. my phone's run out of fucking battery so i can't even contact her i said listen (laughs) just let me talk to my girlfriend and they're like no well we got to go up this uh uh, we got to go up into the station, so we get into the elevator, and I'm my my heart's pounding because I'm still drunk, a little bit drunk as well, mm. but I'm mm-hmm. still well aware mm-hmm. of the gravitas of the situation, and, right. and I was led into what looked like a fucking room out of Law and Order, or it was like an interrogation room. <laughs> dun, it was dun. just really an interrogation room. <laughs> Long story short, okay, wow. it was just like a. Well, you take as long as you want. <laughs> I thought I've told you the story before, haven't I? No, I've never heard oh, this fuck. story before. Oh, okay. Go on. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, give me more details. Okay, yeah. so I'm there. I, uh, I I'm there with one guy, a uh, one a tall guy, the only guy who could speak some English. I remember he's from uh, Hokkaido, and he starts um, like asking me questions about where I'm from, and uh, obviously I have no registration, so I'm just answering as. No, I'm just giving him 
I'm, I'm, I'm saying, listen, I'm, I'm a New Zealander. I've been in Japan for this many years, and this is the first time. I'm sorry that I haven't carried my Gaijin card, but if you can please take me home, I have my card in my house. I'm sorry, it's in my house. But he continues asking me these questions about like mm-hmm. uh, how long do I intend to stay? I said, um, I think my work visa is for another three years. Uh, I would tell you if I had my Gaijin card here or my passport. You know, I can tell you about my passport when it will will expire, but that's at home as well. I'm sorry, and. Uh, if it's about the money, I can go to a bank right now. I have my bank card. I can pay it right now. And then he leaves the room, and then another guy comes mm-hmm. in. And wow. and and he comes... Oh, no, sorry. The guy who can speak English, he remains in the room, but another guy comes in um, who just is speaking to me in, in r- rapid-fire Japanese. <laughs> it's like a good cop, bad cop scenario. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's almost wow. like screaming at me. And I said, uh-huh. I don't understand what you're saying. What is he saying? And I look at the guy who speaks some English. He's saying, he's saying, well, listen, you you know that all foreigners have to carry their Gaijin cards. So he's, uh, yeah, he's very uh, concerned about you, about mm-hmm. your intentions here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, we'd just like to know more about you. I said, well, we can go back to my house. Let me, can I charge my phone so you can at least call to speak to my Japanese girlfriend who will vouch for me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Or talk to another friend of mine who could vouch for me. Jesus, what do you want from me? And then they, uh, uh, and they leave me there for what felt like hours. And, uh, and then I get ushered in, I, 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 the door opens and I get ushered into another, um, room uh oh no sorry no it wasn't even another room it was right in the middle of the fucking precinct i got escorted wow. right in the middle of the precinct to take a fucking phone and on the on the end of the mm-hmm. the end of the line was a woman who said to me mm-hmm. in perfect english she said mm-hmm. i will be representing you do you understand <laughs> the situation you're in and at that point mm-hmm. i just broke down in tears i fucking i just started fucking crying I said, listen, I do not know what's going on, but I'm fucking scared. What have I done? I'm sorry. I woke up in a bad restaurant. My friend said he paid, and I got into an argument with staff, and now I'm here because I don't have my Gaijin card. Please tell me what's going on. She said, listen, just answer the questions, and um, is there anybody I can call? I was like, my fucking girlfriend. I would give you the number, but I can't give you my phone. My phone. I want to charge my phone so I can give you the number of people to call, but they wouldn't let me charge mm-hmm. my phone. And then, and I'm crying. They lead me back into the interrogation room, and uh, oh man, I honestly I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Listen, do I fuck? Do I do I match a fucking terrorist suspect or something? <laughs> do I look? What what's going on? Just let me charge my phone, and then they give me this document. They mm-hmm. uh, the guy who can speak English. He's just smiling, saying, "Listen, just just be calm. Just here's a document." And he slides it across the table. And it's all in Japanese. And I can't read it. Mm-hmm. He said, I, mm-hmm. I want you to rewrite that on this piece of paper. I want you to take this and rewrite it. I said, I can't write Japanese. He said, well, do your best. I'll give you as much time as you need. I said, like, can I trace it? Can I put <sighs> this on here? <laughs> so they didn't tell you what it was. They didn't tell no, you the meaning. No. No. I asked him, I said, what the fuck does it mean? I, uh, why should I say something that I don't understand? He said, basically, it means that I will never not carry my Gaijin card again. And I don't have my phone to do the translation either, right? 
So I have no idea what I'm signing. But Mm -hmm. I just want to get the fuck out of there. I'm like, all right, let me write, um, uh, trace this and, uh, and let me sign it. Is that okay? Okay. Now we're going to put you back in the, and, and, and when they're escorting me out, they took, they put me in this fucking black, this big black truck. Like a SWAT team yeah. truck, so now, right, so yeah. now I've got fucking two big guys on either side of me, and I got oh, and I got another couple of guys in front of me, the guys who were questioning me, and then I got the driver and another guy. So now I'm surrounded by two, four, yeah, like six people in this fucking truck. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by six people, and I don't know where they're taking me next. And you're still underground. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then they... Uh, so what happens next? So we drive out. We, we drive up and out into the open. And uh, and I, remember, I don't have my um, my phone, but uh, they somehow found my address. So they, fa- they actually drove me home. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got oh, home, okay. they're like, you show us your guardian card now. So I went in and they took me right to the door, right, right to, mm-hmm. to, to the entrance of my door. And I run in. Mm. My fucking rifling through. Please, fucking. <laughs> Where the fuck is my gosh card? I'm looking for it, and I get it, Jesus and then I, Christ. and I come, I come rushing back, and uh, and the guy, the bad cop, looks at it, and he smiles at me, and he says, he says to me, hmm, uh, mm, nice, nice, uh, nice house, and that's the English he says to me. I've never heard him speak English. He says, nice, nice house. And he says, uh, and he says, hi, kondo kioskete. Like, like next time, please take care. And then he, and then they leave. So I went from an inconvenience at the station to being fucking interrogated for not carrying my fucking gaijin card. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, I've, I think I've, I've also been stopped because I've, um, and I coming back from the gym, a cop ask for my Gaishin card and I just show him I'm like yeah here you go um, I and I heard from another friend that it's actually illegal for them to stop you without a legitimate reason mm-hmm. but I just stopped asking so and, wait can we can we just back yeah. up what happened to the bill at the restaurant uh, oh no sorry yeah I um, I paid that I think we must so have the stopped the game before we go to the ATMs twice. Or someone take out stole money. the money. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, oh, another customer maybe yeah. took it. No idea. Wow. Uh, but you know, all these instances, they all occurred when I was wearing casual uh-huh. wear. I've been in Japan for uh, you know, over a decade, mm-hmm. right? And I've often, I'm working at home now, but when I was working in the office or in a school, I would always wear a suit. Right. And I was a drunken bastard, getting in all all sorts of problems. You know, like getting into like not barbarals, but you know, uh, police would come out, come in, and but I was always pref- like well dressed, and like the suit. You know, I was wearing great quality suits that were fitting and um, tailored, and and not once was I ever stopped. So something could be said about that as well. If you actually look the part as somebody who's uh, white collar or professional. I don't think, yeah, I've never had a problem. When I was, uh, that could yeah. just be uh, a coincidence. I don't when know. I was in the, that station, I was the undercover cop talked to me. I was wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. Oh, really? 
but uh, yeah, but it's not as not as uh, doesn't fit yeah. as well. Only exception <laughs> proves the rule, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that story is uh, bonkers. That's uh, off off the rocker there. That's that's uh, some nice. I can't believe I've never yeah, told you that. Yeah, it's like one of the most fucking traumatic yeah. experiences in my yeah. time in Japan. That's a nice meaty story there you got there. That's a good one. Got to, um, yeah, I guess the moral of the story is always carry a fucking yeah. vision card. Don't forget that, yeah. Never leave yeah. home without it if oh. you're in Japan. Um, you need your ID. But damn, hot diggity dog. That is some crazy shit. Yeah, I've never had that experience. Whew. That's, uh, that's nuts. Did I, um, did I tell you about my friend who's had run-ins with the police? Is this the guy recently? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just living on the outskirts of Tokyo. Yeah. And I was talking to him one time. Uh, while I was on the phone, someone aggressively stops him. And he mm. tells me, oh, hey, I got to go. I got to go. And, he, and then within an hour later, he calls me back. He says, listen, I've just had an interaction with the cops and I'm so angry. He said mm. that uh, he was stopped, asked for ID. And then he was, because he's a very happy guy, right? Very, you know, he's always smiling, and he's he smiled at the cops. He said, "What what do you want? Uh, what 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 can I do for you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, "Oh, we want to, you know, I want to check inside that bag of yours. Mm. Uh, first, I want your ID." And uh, and he's like, "Sure, yeah, but what is this regarding? Just show us your ID." Then mm. after that, I want to look in that bag. And so he's like, yeah, sure, but I still don't know what's going on. And um, and then he opens up his bag, and then the guy, um, and then he asks the police officer, he said, what is it about me, what I'm wearing, or the bag, what is it that made you want to stop me? And he said, oh, no, it just looks suspicious. <laughs> and he said, well, is it the brand of bag? Should I get another mm. bag next time? Because I'm coming from mm-hmm. the gym. I've got a lot of stuff here for, my, for, for gym wear. Do you recommend another bag that I should get mm. that wouldn't arouse suspicion? <laughs> and uh, anyway, he, he goes and files a complaint. And then within a few days, uh, 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 like a week, uh, during during the week, he's going around different areas, different korbans, police stations in the area, mm. like uh, just asking questions about, okay, what am I what was I doing wrong? And, and everybody's like, no, no, we shouldn't, yeah. Uh, we don't know who you're talking about. Oh, actually, no, you're talking about uh, uh, Takats, uh, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Call him Suzuki. Oh, you're talking about Suzuki-san. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, he's uh, kind of aggressive. So he's learning stuff about this cop who just stopped him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just revealing all sorts of shit about him. He's like, oh, no, he's aggressive. A little right. too aggressive in interactions. But anyway, he made a complaint and then the Head, con, con, um, what's the uh, the big head honcho in the area? I've got the term for it. Chief, I don't know. chief the constable chief. or we'll something. The chief, yeah, yeah. The chief. Uh, so he has an appointment with the chief. So he goes in with a Japanese friend of his who speaks mm. uh, like fluent level English, and they both mm. go in. And he has a list of questions, and he says, um, "You know, I want to. I'm a kindergarten teacher, and if." any parents uh, saw me during that moment on the street getting stopped like that, my job would be in jeopardy. Mm. It could be in jeopardy. 
And right. he said, oh, we are really very sorry. He said, like, this is my route. Every day I take the same route home. And they stopped me on the bridge. And, uh, oh, sorry, I forgot. Another excuse the cop made was un- uh, unruly or too loud, speaking too loud on the phone. <laughs> Near a busy bridge, cars going oh, yeah, by. It's like, because yeah, too loud. Because that's, that's a public that's, disturbance. Public yeah, disturbance, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, voices on bridges. Yeah, God, yeah. They piss exactly. me off so much. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, the the chief uh, apologized and uh, gave him his card. Hmm. So, okay, here's my card. And then I I said to my friend, I said, "Hey, that's basically a get out of jail free card, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Any time you get stopped, you could just say, hey, this is my friend. It's like works yeah. on this. He's a chief, and we've already yeah. had this conversation before. <laughs> so, fuck right. you. <laughs> yeah.'" <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I guess people have had some run-ins there. God damn. I think it's like any um, moment. I mean, there's no... I'd like to say there's no rhyme or reason, but there is a fucking reason. You're a foreigner, and mm. most it's a homogenous country. Mm. And also, there's an o- I think there's an oversupply of cops, because like we just established, uh, or I established... In Corbans, these police boxes, people are bored out of their minds. They're just sitting there. They've got nothing to do mm. because the crime rate is so low. And so they've mm. got quotas, these meaningless quotas. They've got to mm. stop people for sometimes random searches or they do these stupid stakeouts of potential drug dealers. Or they, um, they, you know, they've got to meet their quotas to justify their jobs. Yeah. So that's why I mean, they, start, a- they start stopping random foreigners. Let's do like uh, near near my house. Uh, there's a station, and the right next to the station, there's a little intersection that leads over a bridge, and it's a really high arching bridge. So the other side you can't really see, and uh, cops will just wait there in the morning time, and just wait for people to speed over that hill, and catch them. So I see a little. Uh, they got a little speed speed zone area there. So that's, I mean, that's the only other thing I see about cops is just catching high, you know, people speeding over things. Or uh, another thing is catching people not stopping at crosswalks, the cars not stopping at crosswalks, and then get tickets to them and stuff. But other than that, I don't really have any, any, I almost never see cops. Uh, So when I hear these stories, I'm just... It's it's really, I guess, surprising, and I I don't know if I'm surprised, but it I find them fascinating, but not that I'm I'm not happy that you got stopped by the police, but it's just something I, I've never really heard before, uh, a lot of I don't really hear a lot about it. Yeah, well, I I said before they're always been in the background, until mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah. <laughs> on two two cases where the the first one was a really real inconvenience and the second one was yeah it seemed like there was an agenda there uh trying to prove a point make an example mm-hmm. out of maybe also maybe the way i handled it i was still drunk mm-hmm. waking up at a, you know right. that's that's not a good look and and i don't remember how i responded i could have been quite disdainful or mm. maybe a little maybe rude in some way uh f- and you know it's not having a gaijin card it's 
in law, like, right? Every foreigner has to carry it. Mm, right. Otherwise, you're in direct um, yeah, violation of the terms that you agreed to upon coming to Japan. So I take mm. that. I take that on the chin. Yeah, I could have. And I, and I also understand I could have handled that differently. If, mm-hmm. Who knows? If I was, wasn't drunk and if I didn't have that argument with the bar staff, obviously the police wouldn't have been involved. Uh, but even if the police came, I could have handled it very differently. So that was a good, that was a good lesson for me. Mm. Yeah. And wear a suit. Gosh, damn. Wear a suit, <laughs> yeah. I guess so, man. Jesus. Damn. That's some, um, man, there's uh, some, some stories, man. I don't got anything. I don't got shit. Well, you're lucky then. Yeah. Or maybe, I well, I don't stories. know. You know but you're maybe more, um, maybe, uh, I don't know. Uh, but you're also living on the countryside. Do you know your local police? Do you see the same cops on patrol? I don't see police. Wow. There's a, when I go for night runs, there's a route I take where I run behind a police station. And it's a proper precinct station. Um, and sometimes I see police in their police cars when they're doing speed stops and stuff like that. They catch people who are speeding around and stuff. Outside of that, I don't really, it's not like, um, it's not like, hey, Bernie, how you doing? Let's go get, ca- <laughs> how's that coffee? <laughs> like in a Hollywood Let's movie. Let's catch up for like that poker night. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me. You owe me for last you time. Like, <laughs> hey, how you doing over there? How's, how's the wife? You know, I don't know. It's like, it's not, nothing's How's little Johnny? Like how's, <laughs> yeah, how's Johnny? How's Johnny doing? Yeah, it's, it's nothing like that. And I, if if a policeman came to my job and asked me uh, that they had a few questions, I wouldn't be like, hey, look, I'm busy. I'm wiping down tables. I'm wiping <laughs> down the tables. Yeah, or they so. stop you while you're running and you're like, listen, I got mm. no time for this shit. Look. <laughs> and you point, you point to your watch and you're like, yeah. I'm listen, pointing at my watch. Look, look. at your Garmin, your Garmin fitness tracker. <laughs> Look, see this? <laughs> see this? I'm in my fourth kilometer. I'm doing a self-timed you, uh, 5K. I'll see you on the yeah. other side. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, incident detection. If you stop me immediately, it'll send a mis- uh, message to my wife, and then, then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> then you'll be in trouble. My wife's district attorney. <laughs> yeah. DA of my house. <laughs> she presides over my... 49 Subol of land, 164 square meters of land. And she rules it with an iron fist. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice. But, you know, you know, the funny thing is, like, you, you don't have a car, right? That's not funny. But uh, what is interesting is that when you get a car, you have to go to the local Koban and tell them that you're getting a car before you rent out a space at an apartment complex for your parking space. You have to tell the police and then they will come to your apartment complex and look at the parking spot that you have rented out. And then they'll say, it's okay. Why? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, again, the cops don't have enough, you know, they don't have a lot of work to do, so they've got to create work for themselves, don't they? I guess because there's not a lot of space and they don't want to have, like, cars just parked on crappy because it's, like, really narrow roads and I don't know. I mean, like, it's weird. I was like, really? Because I, I bought a car about four years ago and before we could have the car bring the car to our house was like my wife said well no we have to the, the the dealership will contact the police or something and we have to contact them and then they'll come to our apartment and look at the specific space that we said that we're renting out and then they'll put their stamp of approval on it and then be on their merry way it's a very odd yeah. To, it's, it's it's too it's so anal it, that's what it is it's like so like cross the t's dot the i's Pedantic, level yeah. Uh, yeah it's like hey dudes i mean i bought a car obviously i'm gonna park it somewhere where you're not gonna give me a ticket isn't that enough incentive for me to not like do something stupid like wouldn't mm, mm. i like come on but i guess not we 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 need to know exactly where you're going to park your car on a daily basis. But I guess uh, in a certain way, it's also they know your car and they know where it's parked. So if someone steals it, it makes it all the more easier to find, perhaps find it. I don't know. Well, if it's anything like how they locate bicycles, then... <laughs> Well, you know, actually, you're, you know, you're right. Kind of, it's like they know where it's supposed to be. They don't know where it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gone. exactly. <laughs> well, what do you mean? It's not in your parking well, spot? Wait, what? What? Well, it's not there? <laughs> wow, well, I can't help you then. <laughs> I don't understand where it you was You should have luck. You should have luck we, then. <laughs> we, we thought that was a good spot. And apparently it's not. Yeah. Well, I, oh, I, I was oh. there. I saw it there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw, saw where the, the location was. You told us, yeah. Are you yeah, telling it's me it's not there anymore? Well, that's your fucking fault. So that kind of stuff is uh, very, very. But, you know, like, OK, here's here's a nice, cute little story I can tell you about the, the level of safety in Japan and the level uh, of community goodness that exists between Koban police officers and, and people, citizens of, of Japan. One day I was uh, riding my bicycle and I put my my keys in my pocket and I went for a long you know, a long ride and I was on a bumpy uh, riverbank and uh, little did I know that the keys popped out of my pocket. So when I got home, I was, you know, six or seven kilometers, I don't know, 10 kilometers away from where I had been cycling. And I, lo and behold, I didn't have any keys. So I had to call the locksmith and the locksmith came out and opened the door and, um, before I, um, before I, uh, before the night was done, oh no, the next morning, I went to the local Koban and said I I lost my keys and I think I lost them up by this place. By the afternoon, the police had called me back and told me someone had found your keys and dropped them off at the police station. That's the level of organization that exists within the community. People are so trustworthy of of the police and 
there's enough communication going on that things like keys that are found on random riverbanks will be picked up by people and sent yep. to the Koban. Mm. And if you make a report, it'll get to you within mm. five hours. Someone, and right. th- I mean, that's like, and I have a, a coworker who has almost the same exact experience. It's like, you'll get that shit back. That's how right. tight the community is. So that that's really one example of how well integrated the, the Koban police are in, in communities. Oh, back in my drinking days, I would leave my fucking bag on the train all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember I was living on Chua Line, where it goes all the way to Takao or Tachikawa. Mm-hmm. Right at the end, it's like hour, like fucking over an hour and a half away from mm-hmm. the main center. Well, certainly further from my home. So if I right. slept, so if I, I would get off the train and then the train would go like another hour away to the end of the mm-hmm. line. And right. uh, a couple of times I just left my bag on the train and just stepped off the train and, and walked home and just realized, oh, my fucking bag was on the train. <laughs> and uh, and then luckily I had, you know, a Japanese uh, friend or uh, or foreign friends who had been here a long time and they just contacted the police and and said, oh, please be on the lookout for this bag or, or even the train station. Yeah, so the train station, they just say, listen, lift his bag here and on the train and I'd always get my bag back with my passport, mm. with my money, with my gaijin card, without fail. <laughs> without fail. Get it all Everything back. that you need that could possibly potentially make you end up in that same situation, underground police precinct yeah, yeah, somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, or through forgery or whatever, some fucking guy could like just yeah. take take my whole identity away from Holy me. Holy cow. Uh, uh, but it happened on, on yeah, a couple of occasions, and I just realized, fucking wow, what an amazing country. Could you right. imagine any other densely populated in Paris or London or New York? I mean, kiss your shit goodbye. Mm. There's no fucking way you're getting right. your shit back. And it happened to me twice no. in Japan where I got my shit back. I remember uh, I right, fucking right. fell asleep um, after you know drinking all night. In Shibuya, which is like one of the biggest uh, yeah, uh, districts in Tokyo, and I woke up on a Monday fucking morning when people are going to work. I, I, I was on the street there with my bag, <laughs> and it was like the sun was coming up, and people are going to work, and I'm I'm lying there on the bench in Shibuya with my bag, mm. and everything was still there. Mm. No one bad, no, mm. just people just you know, left me alone. Whereas I think in many other areas mm. I would have lost it or had the had the shit been out of me or you know so many other different scenarios could have you know I could have been a victim of uh, it's definitely so we just take yeah, it for granted you know we you know living in a country mm. like this I don't know I don't I don't think I take it for granted I think it's amazing yeah. each time it happens <laughs> like it's like I just think holy cow this is, I mean it, it's just such a contrast to what you know. So many experiences I have in America where you just you don't even you expect things to just be lost. And that's just the way it is. And when you see that contrast, it just ceases to amaze me that lost and found. You know, there's an article. um, I think people should should search for it. But there's a great article. I forgot where it was, but I read it like last year or a couple of years ago. There's an article on lost and found in Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it, it's it's mm-hmm. a real cultural roots dating back a long time ago about how anything that is lost 
like mm-hmm. from children when you're young age at a when you're Japanese and you're mm-hmm. very young you understand the importance of returning something you find to the local korban again we're getting back to the korban mm-hmm. why there's so many of them it's pretty easy yeah. for you to find one and to hand in something you find whether it be a wallet or keys or mm-hmm. or some other property because you know that when you drop something or if you lose something you know that you can go to the korban and good chance maybe over 90% chance it'll right. be there for you right yeah it's a it's an amazing network and, and like you said it, it's just a a great thing that can exist except when it when it sucks i mean i guess <laughs> sometimes it sucks hey you can't be all you know peaches and cream i guess no it never can be but you know we take the Take the good with the bad, but yeah. the majority has been good for me. Yeah, like I said, the 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 police have been in the background predominantly, but just the, yeah, a couple of occasions um, made me yeah realize the importance of always carrying my card, and yeah, also not to drink so much. Yeah. In fact, yeah. if there's a moral of the story, is like people don't drink so much yeah. in a foreign country. Drink <laughs> a little less. <laughs> taper that. T- taper Be a little more organized down. as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. we covered police. Uh, I think we've, uh, yeah, depending on what else happens, we may cover yeah. police again. If we come across any instances of uh, police brutality in Japan, we'll definitely bring it up here. Or any positive things that have happened, maybe we'll you know, talk about that too. Yeah, that's not so interesting though, is it? Oh, come on. If you say it with uh, <laughs> suspenseful. And then... Who wants to hear and that? Then, Who wants to hear that? Oh, like, you had a conversation with me. Japan. Like, fuck you and fuck Japan. You had a conversation with me. And it was so nice. I, I didn't know what to do. 